Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in. This next 10 minutes is inspired by some weeds and a paper. I hope you like it. Welcome to the engine. I grew up working. Uh, my family did not have a ton of money, and especially when I got to an age where I could do things either for the neighborhood or, or you know, my parents or whoever I would work. And it wasn't, it wasn't really a question in my mind. When I was a little kid, I would mow the neighbor's lawn. And when I got a little bit older, I was able to go house to house when it was fall and say, hey, could I rake your leaves and you know, get three, four, five bucks. And, you know, a lot of leaves and I bring my own glad bags, you know. But the point is, I would, I would work. I had no problem with it. And when I got to be a senior in high school, we got a new swim coach, and he was really awesome. He really understood young people, and I'm still great friends with him today. And he, he asked me one day, he was like, hey, do you want a job? And I was like, yeah, love a job. Now, again, I, I did a lot of things, so I didn't have time, a lot of time for a regular job. I had a paper route, which I could do, you know, 5, 5.30 in the morning. But beyond that, I always had water polo practice, swim practice, wrestling practice. I had something going on and I was in hard classes. It was very tough for me to get a regular gig. So whenever anybody offered me a job, I'm there. So I show up to his house and and he had a pretty big backyard. He had an older house, but they specifically bought it for this big backyard. And he had this long fence on the left and right and back and had all these plants at the base of the fence. Now, again, pretty well landscaped. I'm, I know he had a gardener for sure, but he was being nice and said, hey, look, this is your job. He said, look, do you, do you see all the bushes and the little plants at the base of the fence? And I looked around, big yard, a lot of grass, a lot of plants. I said, yeah. He said, okay, do you see all the little flowers on them? And I looked around and there were like these dime-sized flowers, hundreds and hundreds of them. I mean, just tons. Each plant probably had a hundred flowers. I said, yeah. He's like, all right, well, these flowers come up and when they die, they turn, they turn gray brown like this one. And he holds up a little dead one. I said, yeah. He was like, look, take this bucket, go pick all the dead flowers off these bushes. And I remember grabbing the bucket and looking up at the bushes and seeing all of the flowers and just thinking, gosh, darn it. Got me. Okay. Okay. I'll get to work. So I start picking these, you know, stupid little dead flowers. And I'm picking them, I'm picking them, picking, 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 picking. I look at my watch. It's been like 10 minutes. <laughs> and I, he, he's being really generous. He's paying me 10 bucks an hour. And let me be clear, I was not doing a good job at this. Any, any gardener or landscaper for 10 bucks an hour could have crushed me. They'd probably be done. But I was like picking and picking and picking and picking. And I just, I broke. After like two hours, I was like, I can't. I can't keep picking these dead flowers. And I looked down in a little bucket and the bucket's like a quarter way full with these little dead flowers. And I was like, thank you. Thank you for the job. And thank you for the opportunity. But I'm done. It was just, it wasn't, it wasn't worth it to me because this exchange, the exchange of labor for money here was just, it was too much. Like it cost me too much emotionally, mentally. It wasn't worth it. The 10 bucks an hour was like, I got 20 bucks. I worked for two hours. I'm getting the hell out of here. That's it. And I remember that very distinctly. It's like, what was it about the picking flowers that I really hated? 
and you can't really put your finger on it, but it's like, it just wasn't, it wasn't worth it to me. I didn't want it enough. I didn't want that money enough. And again, I didn't grow up with money. I had, I, at this time I still had a paper route, but I just, I couldn't do it for the 10 bucks. And a friend of mine, a friend of mine in college, this guy, Chris Brooks, he, he somehow as a senior in high school landed a concierge job at a hotel in Chicago. He was from Chicago and he, he could talk, you know, forever. He was a really good schmoozer and had this great line, went through like three or four interviews, finally lands this concierge job. And a guy comes in one night and, uh, strikes up a conversation with him and Chris takes his bags up and, uh, you know, he tips him a buck. The, the guy tips Chris a buck and, and end up talking again. And he's like, well, look, come on back whenever you're done. He's like, all right, I'm done in half an hour. Goes up to the guy's room and just chatting with him. And now this guy, Chris knew there was nothing weird going on. This guy happened to be a motivational speaker. He was really interesting, um, really obviously intelligent. And Chris, Chris wanted to hear what he had to say. So they have this long conversation. At the end, Chris says, hey, look, man, if you're so good at this, and you got so much money. And the guy had told Chris, I, I carry $5,000 around with me at all times to be ready for whatever the world drops at me. And Chris says, look, if, you, if you're this successful and you have that money, how come you tipped me a buck? And the guy looked at him and said, because if I tip you more than a buck, then when I come back in a year, you're still going to be here. I don't want you to be happy being here. I was like, huh. Okay. So I heard that story and I instantly thought back to my swim coach, Kevin. I was like, did he, did he do that for me? And I don't think he did. I don't think Kevin was trying to make it painful for me picking these flowers. It was a beautiful day. He offered me water. He was paying me 10 bucks an hour, which I was not worth. It was cash. Didn't have to pay taxes on it. Well, I did, but I didn't pay taxes. That was the 18 year old Matt idiot. And it wasn't that. And I didn't get the purpose of that job until until I was tutoring at Cal. And I was tutoring at Cal. I was tutoring at Cal for 10 bucks an hour. And I was paying taxes on it. And retirement, the CalPERS, the, when you are employed through the university system, University of California system, they take out all of this money. So I have hundreds of dollars in some university retirement account that I guarantee I will never get. But this guy came in with a paper once. And it was a, it was a paper on a book. And I hadn't read the book. I sat down. It was all about this tech thing. And people get this kind of like a cell phone implanted in their head and... There was all this upkeep with it. If you didn't monitor the cell phone or you didn't fix it up, then it could eventually get like infected and stuff. But if you would go to, if you went to a party, people would be listening to music in their head. And if you didn't have one of these things, you couldn't hear the music. And so he's telling me about this. Now, mind you, I was 21. I still remember the book. And I remember getting so worked up over this paper. I'm like, don't you see the, the social statement this book is making? He was kind of like, what? What are you talking about? And we're going back and forth. I'm like, this person dies in the end of the book, don't they? And again, I hadn't read the book. And the guy says, yeah, she dies. How did you know that? I'm like, don't you see? Like, this is... So we're going back and forth. Before I know it, it's like two hours has flown by. I was working from six to eight. It was already eight o'clock. I'm like, look, I'm done at eight, but like, I'll help you with this paper. Let's keep going. And the guy was like, cool, great. So we keep working on it and we work for like another half an hour or something. And 
And I left and I was so jazzed about it. I was so pumped up about this paper this guy was writing. And, and I've been thinking about that a lot because that was one of the times in my life where I was so engaged in gainful employment. Now I've done sports for a long time. I was never paid to do sports. Well, not in college anyway, not until later in life was I paid. But again, I would do these things. I was engaged, but it wasn't for gainful employment. This was the first time where I was working for gainful employment that I didn't care about the money I was making. I didn't care. It wasn't an exchange. I, I cared every single flower I picked, the money I was making, because I, I hated the work. It, it, for me, it was a trade. I was trading the small snippet of my life for money, and it was terrible. But with the paper, with the paper, it wasn't like that. It was, it was like I was in a time warp. It was gone. I loved what I was doing. I loved talking about this. I loved helping this guy with this paper. And he, he loved the two. It was great. He was like, this is the best tutoring ever. Like, awesome. And I didn't write the paper for him. I just talked to him about it, helped him organize it. And, and thinking about Chris and what the guy said, I have to only pay you a dollar so you're not happy with it. Again, I don't think that was a situation. I think Kevin certainly did pay me more than what was fair, but he gave me an opportunity to get perspective. That's what he gave me. If I had never done the flowers and had only gone straight into tutoring, would I have known how unique the situation was? I, I was getting the paid the exact same amount of money. And in fact, tutoring, I got paid less and then I worked for free for a portion of the evening. I was working more, getting paid less, and I loved it more. But if I didn't have the flower picking... I couldn't say that. I couldn't say I was working more. I couldn't say I was getting paid less. I couldn't say I enjoyed it more. I would have just been working and getting paid a certain amount and had some enjoyment. But because of the flowers, I had this wonderful memory, this wonderful perspective that I could draw on and say, you know, that wasn't even particularly painful, like as far as work goes, but I just hated it. And this... This was so different. It was so different. And I, I could see that. And I think people need the flower jobs. I think people need to pick dead flowers to find this perspective. And now that may be a job that's overtly painful, but I don't think people have to make intentionally other people's lives painful. I don't think you have to pay them a dollar. I don't know what you pay them pay them something. But the point is, you just need to allow people to gain an experience with which to use to get perspective. Because without something like the flowers, how would I have known what I had stumbled upon? I wouldn't. I wouldn't know. It would have just been something I did. And God, I may have been dumb enough to just wander on to a different different plan. I was originally planning to go to law school. I'm not saying I would have been miserable there, but God, I have a hard time imagining I would be this happy.
So if you're a young person, think about that. Don't shy away from working. Even if it's going to be a crummy job, even if it's something you don't expect to be great, it probably won't be great. But you get perspective, even if it's not perspective in the moment. You need your first experience. You need your first two experiences. So when you find that thing that really resonates with you, that really lights you up, you can say, God, this is like a hundred times better than that. And then you know you're making progress. Then you know it's working. Then you know you're doing the thing you should be doing when you don't care about the money, when you don't care about time passing, when you don't even notice time passing. You know you're in the right spot. And everybody deserves a shot at that. So the next time somebody offers you a job, even if it seems lame, even if it's like 10 bucks an hour, just take it. Because it might be the thing that helps you find your real passion in life. I'm Matt Todd, and this is the engine that drives me. Go out and crush it. Thank you.